Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Because once again, cool. once again, the mic, she's handheld. Yeah. All right. Well, hello, folks, and <laughs> welcome to a jolly episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. Terrible. That was the worst clap it's in fine. the world. It's fine. It was because it wasn't a clap. Um, I'm Karina So Stokes. Karina, I'm Ian Brodsky, and Karina is in the process of unpacking from a move. I so. truly don't know if and when I will ever have a desk again, so I've really got to make a plan, but that sounds like not, a future me problem. Not gonna lie, and I mean this with all the love in my heart, Yeah, I expected that from you. <laughs> To never own a desk again? No, just to be like, ah, it'll happen someday. It's a complicated. Desks are large. They are large pieces they... of furniture. They take up valuable <laughs> real estate. They can be heavy, too, if you're not careful. Yeah. So, the desk. But this isn't Desk Cask, the podcast about desks. If you want to hear the furniture, are <laughs> not the animal. Sweet, sweet desk takes. Keep listening. <laughs> Um, no, I guess we can talk about Glee. Ian, what month is it? <laughs> um, as we are recording this, it is June. It sure is and June. And when we release this, I I think the time works out that it'll be early July. Regardless, summer, one might say. Fully summer. It was 83 I here. I have my fan on in the background. It yeah. was 83 here as well. So, what better time than mid-June and or July, if this is when you're listening, to talk about Christmas. Truly a Christmas in July, if there ever was one. Yes, we have to discuss Season 3, Episode 9, which is titled Extraordinary Merry Christmas. Originally aired December 13th of 2011, which is, I believe, our last episode of the year 2011. Mm. Yeah, so. Wow. Mm-hmm. Were you in the Christmas spirit um. while you watched this, Ian? Uh, I mean, I wasn't, I get, I mean, I, I was, I was going to say I wasn't not, but I feel like that's a very yes or no black or white answer. So I guess no, I was not in the Christmas but, spirit while watching mostly because it's, but by June. the end, like by the end, like it did get me in the feelings a bit, but I've also had a bit of an emotional week since here it comes again. I watched that Stranger Things episode that heavily features Kate Bush's running up that hill in parentheses a deal with God. I think you and have. And that one really hit me. I think you have just hat tricked us into at least three episodes in a row now. It is fully a goal of mine to bring it up as many episodes in a row as we can. To now make this into Kate Bush cast. Uh, look. Parenthetical a deal with God. <laughs> <laughs> I read as a it, thing as that it should be. I read and with no sources. This is just words I read somewhere on the internet that she wanted to call it a deal with God originally, and someone was like, "You can't yes. call it that. You can't just yeah, call it that." I, so she was like, "Fine, compromise." Parentheticals. Exactly. Her label was like, "It's not going to sell if you put the word God in the title because of religion." Yeah. So she compromised, and here we are. Yes, here we are. 
almost 40 years later. And now my, like, YouTube recommendations are like, do you want to watch her sing Running Up a Hill Deal with God at the Olympics nine years ago? And I'm like, not really, but... Here's the thing. Do it. Do it. It's great. Anyway. uh, I do not know how much of this I'm going to keep. We can't only talk about Kate Bush. We have to talk about Christmas eventually. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, we open up our nonsensical Christmas episode um, with Mercedes covering what I assume is everyone's favorite Christmas song. Not me. Uh, But, like, it is the song that I feel like starts the season now, like, as a meme. Yes. Yeah, I mean, where we're at now, especially in the year of our Lord 2022, like, yes. as of the past, like, five or so years, like, once November 1st hits at midnight, that's all you can the hear The first, playing. you're going to hear the opening notes of Mariah Carey's All They Want for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, which is the song Mercedes is singing. Which she does a great job with. I thought... Um, it's a fun, it's a fun number. Yeah, it was good. I, it's, there was... Almost no songs in this that I thought I would enjoy listening to more than their original versions, but they were all serviceable. I think that's the best way to put it. I think I agree with you on that. Like, if this, ver- if the Glee version of this came on, I'd be like, oh, it's weird that they chose to play the Glee version, but I'll still enjoy it. But Well, here's the thing, mm-hmm. and I think I mentioned this on probably both of our last Christmas episodes. Mm-hmm. When I was working at the Container Store... A couple of these Glee Christmas songs played on loop. Made it into the rotation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in an eight-hour day, you could hear these songs a good four times. That's so many. It was so many. And, like, so many of the ones they cover, too, I'm like... And because, again, I don't know Christmas music. I was raised Jewish. It just didn't... It was around. We didn't... We we didn't, like, You knew about it, but you weren't weren't delving into it. we're aware of its work and <laughs> so many of the I've titles heard of it. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> and so like so many of me like writing down what song it is i'm like oh it's that one yep that goes like this so yeah um but i yes we we kick it off with mariah carey's mercedes's all i want yes. for christmas is you um and my note here is it looks like they had fun yes there is some people in this episode who look like they had a good time shooting this episode, and for that, I'm proud of right. them. Uh, my only yeah. other note is Leah Michelle and her milkmaid era because she's rocking. In just this scene, it's not any other like those milkmaid <laughs> braids. That's literally what they're called. I know, but um, Leah Michelle, the milkmaid. Yeah, she's in. Her, she's entering her milkmaid era. I think <laughs> oh I used God. the phrase "entering her blank era" like three times writing these notes. <laughs> Oh my, I fucking love it. Please keep that up. Also, as we're recording this, the Tonys were last night, and not only was Leah Michelle there, some will say acting like she was reading cue cards. I, Ian, um, I almost sent you, like, a full TikTok saga about where she's like, watch this clip. First of all, she's fucking orange. Like, someone did orange. Leah Michelle dirty. That woman is, she looks like a Tic Tac. Like, orange. <laughs> And, like, she's very standing true. next to Zach Braff, who's very clearly reading a teleprompter, and then she just doesn't, like, look at it at all, and he looks confused, and now you're like, maybe. Hmm. And, yeah, and then not only that, like, then there was a Spring Awakening original Broadway cast reunion. Yes. Which, you know, that's another story. But, um, 
she is once again in the zeitgeist just for existing and in this case being orange she was i read a whole article about like the trials and tribulations of leah michelle versus spray tans throughout the years and she's never had a good time she should she's stop. never won that battle no she should just stop trying Someone oh in the spray tan business blackballed Leah Michelle years ago, and it shows. You think it was the spray tan business? I think Big Spray Tan was like that. Leah Michelle, we don't trust her. You know, they knew they were the first one. They tried to warn us. They were like, "Look, don't you see what we're doing to her skin? She can't be trusted." And we were like, "Yeah, she wants to play Maria." That's why she got into the spray tan business, and someone was like, "Exactly, this is not okay." I will say very, very New Jersey of her. Jersey representation, yes, if you will. Yes, and that, isn't that what we all want? Is more <laughs> New Jersey representation. I, we are nine and a half minutes into this episode, and we've already gone on two tangents. That's because neither of us want to talk about Christmas, I guess. Um, That's fair. That is so fair. <sighs> okay. Uh, and uh, like, and as and as we've um, pointed out with our other special event episodes, we know it's Christmas because Glee has a Santa hat. Yes, Mazeltov. The title. The title. Yes. Yes. Cut to the hallway where Rachel and Finn are talking about like gifts for each other, and Leah Michelle slash Rachel Berry, oh. of course, same person. Yes. Um, pulls out, pulls out like a gift list. Yeah. And Finn immediately responds with something <laughs> along the lines of like. <laughs> I thought the list of things went wrong wasn't helping us. The list of things we did wrong this week was was hurting more than it was helping. Yeah. That, yes. Which oh is my God, that was funny. so funny. I will give them that. They had some bars in there here. Was some, there was a couple lines that were just straight up funny, which is good for them. Yes. Uh, but no, it's it's Rachel Rachel and her consumerism era. Um, <laughs> <laughs> told you. Uh she, Again, create the Glee Aggressive Wiki and make this a category of the Rachel Berry eras. Yeah, she is here only for presents, um, much yes. like the kids in that Grinch with Matthew Morrison we watched. Um, oh, right. Who only cared about presents. It's the same thing. Uh, you know. She hands him a list of many things, including a spray tan and teeth whitening is on there. Oh, my so God. So that whole previous conversation <laughs> was relevant. <laughs> yeah no longer a tangent we knew just... what we were doing uh and <laughs> like earrings and whatever other bullshit that 18 year old girls are like this is what i need for right. christmas and finn is like this is a lot but... also interesting to me that we learned that like she's in the finals for niata which tells us that she's already auditioned and has gotten past some sort of like pre-screen and or first round she is not auditioned which, like... though because her, her the, the niata auditions spoiler alert are gonna take up a non-zero amount of what's to come so it's just pretend they don't know how colleges work i mean they don't as someone who <laughs> went through that also i just re re rediscovered the giant glee like plastic cup that my ex-girlfriend gave me <laughs> that that house is all my weed in oh um, nice you know that's what glee would have yeah. wanted <laughs> I believe so. Glee. This is the future Ryan Murphy envision. <laughs> Gleed aggressive. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep all that. Um, Might as well. And Who's going to stop you? And so, exactly. We, bo we both live in legalized mm -hmm. states. Um, so, Rachel walks away, and Finn's reaction to himself out loud is, Oh my god, I'm dating Kim Kardashian. And I went, Yup. Really? I was like, it. No, first of all. The, the I don't know. looks, but like, 
I don't think of when sure. I think of consumerism. I guess Kim Kardashian. I don't think of Kim Kardashian for her extreme consumerism. I think she's got enough other problematic things that that's what I go to first. Valid. I will also say she says Rachel Berry says a line about wanting a bobble from him, like B A U B L E, like, and I was like, that just feels like the most written line you know it feels like you can see that someone (laughs) wrote that yeah um also let's like just talk about this now too obviously gift giving in the holiday season sort of transcends religion but like rachel berry is all in on christmas uh this this is like the rachel resident jew yeah she is this is her christmas episode and she is fully jewish and does not mention it once except for at the like very end she goes happy hanukkah yes like they forgot one they forgot she was jewish and we're like oh right. no truly during the martini shot they were like we have to get the continuity yes. point here glee aggressive will roast us they fully like only dress her in red and green the whole time too like and we had a similar point with, like, the last Christmas episode, right? Like, yeah. she was fully into the Christmas, and, like, I don't even know if once at that in that episode they mentioned that she was Jewish. No, and she's, like, so in on consumerism and Christmas. She is the Grinch kids this time that you're like, okay, yeah. weird. Obviously, they don't want to, like, shove her aside because she's the star during every Christmas episode, but, like, right. why'd you make her Jewish then? Right. You did this, Glee. Um, did this to yourself. We cut to Sue Sylvester's office. Yes. First episode we've had Sue in for a while. I know. And she has a and heart right now because it's Christmas. She does. Right. I mean, they they did a little justice for Jane Lynch here yeah. with all, like, the bullshit that they had to put her through. Like, Sue is actually pretty tolerable in this episode. Even, like, her problematic things are at least a little, like, teehee funny. Right. Like, she calls, she goes through them, wheels, porcelain, mm-hmm. other gay, which, of course, is Darren Chris. Of course. Um very funny line where she says i forgive you for ruining the american songbook one mashup at a time (laughs) love that um christmas is not just a time when jewish kids get slightly uncomfortable very true can confirm and it is also a time to give back so she invites them to sing at the homeless shelter for all the kids the kids without homes this christmas and she has a heart as we said because it's her first christmas without her sister she wants to give back Love that. Also, Sarah Palin canceled their trip to <laughs> hunt reindeer from a helicopter. Boy, um, <laughs> yep. What a 2011 joke. I'm mm-hmm. glad those stayed there. Um, I did appreciate that there was an amount of continuity. There, there's some okay continuity in this episode, such as they're bringing up uh, Sue having said previously she does not believe in homelessness, and in yes. fact ref- referenced it to like urban camping um they they were like yeah. sue we were pretty sure you didn't believe in being homeless and she was like well now my sister's dead so i have more feelings and you're like okay oh they also bring up the fact that like she made Bre- uh, becky dress up like a reindeer yes. last year so another and point for she continuity. trashed all of their uh, decorating right um we cut to the glee club uh they finally remember that rory is here Yes. Um, because now he has a little bit of a plot line. Yeah, I said he... the same thing. But first I wrote that someone, and I'm sure it was Rachel, used the phrase brav, like instead of bravo, it was brav ho ho ho. I think yes. when admiring their Christmas tree, she says brav ho ho ho, and I went disgusting. Absolutely. Absolutely it was, not. It was gross. I, I, I clearly 
black block that out as you should because um, that's also i'm like why why'd you write that right you like didn't they to. didn't this is another like episode where they have so many just like random like opening lines just to establish context that they just really don't need there's so much in this episode that doesn't need to be there but uh yes rory gets a plot Yay. Roy gets a plot. Yes. He misses his mom. <laughs> misses his mom. Much and like the time he got the phone slapped out of his hand for while he was on the phone with her. Him being like, I miss my mom. I was like, oh no, he misses his mom. Right? It was it was sweet. Um, and it's because they can't afford tickets, like yeah. plane tickets to America. Understandable. And so he dedicates a song to them by the king and of course kurt goes jesus and of course it's not jesus it's no. elvis it's a blue christmas yeah. by elvis yep and um this is truly for the itunes of it all yeah i mean he's sad and it's also like we, this kid won a contest and we've not really given him much to do so we got to give him another song a thousand percent and like um as we've discussed this is the style he was you know hired to sing yeah so and he does it well yeah. i think like i don't care for like one elvis into like this song so but he, he does well with he it. does well with a song that you were never going to really enjoy in the first place truly yeah, yeah. sorry fair. about it no it's fine um blue christmas is like a i i put this as like a mid-tier christmas carol like i'll, I'll sure. listen to it but it's not one that i'm seeking out right in the beginning of the season when you're still excited about things fully mid right um, Honestly, to me, that kind of feels like December 27th when, like, Christmas is kind of, like, over. post and, like, everything just, it just kind of feels, like, dark for, like, three days and then you get hyped up again for New, New Year's, Year's and then you're yeah. sad again until the snow, no snow melts in April. Boy, if that ain't the truth. Um, yeah. I will say, well, this song has a strings section that they bring in and whereas yeah. our jazz band is all men, all the string, the orchestra, all women. Truly, the two genders. Right? You're either an orchestra girl or a band boy, and you have no in-between. There's, yeah, that is the binary here. And there's a point where they cut to Rachel, like, just in the reaction shots, and she is fully, like, blank eyes, lights are on, no one's home, <laughs> smiling like an idiot. No thoughts, and it was head empty. Frightening. Exactly. Just There was a lot of the background characters, uh, or, like our actors slacking in the facial reaction department oh truly there was some people who were like i'm on camera but i can't really be bothered right now no one's like we all know what we're doing here we're yeah. all just collecting the paycheck yep. today um especially because so much of the plot line revolved around rachel and finn which too much yeah they're the stars on the show or whatever um and so santana's the one at the end of the song that's like that's not happy i like i think i'm dead now that was very sad and we get Rachel, like, quelling the conversation, followed by Tina once again being, like, the, the like, the light of our lives. Yeah, the exposition express over here. Right. The one being, like, uh, I don't even know what she said. And then she gets cut off by Schuster, basically, like, kicking down the door. Right. And being, and being like, you'll never guess what I got for you. Um, it's a TV spot. So this is, like, his only scene, basically, and it's still too much of him. Um, oh, it is, I, and he knew it. Yeah. Also, we can mention, I guess now appropriately, that this episode was actually the directorial debut of Matthew Morrison. That's so right. So this was all his doing. We can blame him. 
And here's the thing, all things considered, I think he did a pretty great job with it. I don't think he it. went on direct any other ones, but yeah, he did. Oh, dang. I don't know wow. that for sure. Wow, okay. I didn't look. I didn't do research. <laughs> um, apparently, the the yearly U-Log streaming service is not happening because they lost the rights to it. Yep. Very funny. Um, and so Artie is nominated by Shu to direct the Glee Christmas special. Yeah, apparently the local TV guy saw them at sectionals and loved them so much that he wants to get the Glee Club to perform a Christmas special on local cable. That is something I do buy, though. Yeah. Like, I could see, like, local community kinds of things in Ohio being that. As long as they don't get paid. Because um, right. they'll lose their amateur um, status. Um, right. Yeah. Also, at some point, someone mentions that this is the first time the Glee Club is reunited after being two different Glee Clubs, which, like, oh, what an right. episode for them to all be one Glee Club again, where, like, nothing basically happens. Truly. It's like, oh, it's Christmas. That means unity? Yeah. Um, oh, also, point to Glee for pointing out about Artie's legs last Christmas. They, they explain why Artie had those magical walking legs that Coach Beast gave him. And they apparently broke oh, after I... one day. Oh, I completely missed that. Yeah, they were like... I think that's because I watched this half of uh, the first half on my lunch break, so I didn't have a lot of time to, like, stop and, like, notes. go back. Yeah. and Yeah. Yes, well, and when Tina's doing her exposition thing, she's like, last year was so horrible. Sue trashed <laughs> our things, and we were the island of Mr. Right. Toys. And Artie got those that legs. That was it. But they broke after one day. And you're like, and that's literally Tina's only line for the whole episode. That was it, yeah. Uh, Pretty much. Someone, someone in that writer's room cared about continuity a little bit. would be like, we got to bring up the fact that Artie had magic robot legs. And right. why he does not They anymore. did their homework the night before. Yep. They sat down there like we did and took notes. Um, so we cut to the hallway. Rory and Sam are bonding over their... Not living like, at not home? Be, well... Yeah, where, like where the fuck is Sam living? I think he might be staying like with Finn and Kurt. Like I think that was like a real quick throwaway kind of thing when they recruited Sam well, back. They said, well, was... they said he could stay with Finn or Rachel, and then they just sort of don't address it from that. So Sam lives somewhere, and he's going home for Christmas. But right. it's just they never actually really tell us where he is staying or who with like i don't think it's everyone's confirmed that he has a place to live in ohio right but he is doing the drive back to kentucky and invites rory to spend christmas with him and his family very Cute. nice i like it i like their little give both of them a plot because here's the thing they both deserve it with the exception of that one episode where sam is like a douchey like workout bro mm -hmm. I really like Sam. Sam's fun. I think he is wholesome and talented and brings some good energy to it, with the exception of that goddamn Red Solo Cup. That was a crime against Fuck humanity. Fuck Red Solo Cup. I'm still mad Fuck about it. Fuck Red Solo Cup. Me <laughs> too. Um, but otherwise, I'm, I'm here for Sam. Yeah, Sam is a, um, a good presence. I'm glad they brought him back. Yeah. Good on you, Cordover Street. Um, yeah, good for you, bud. And we cut to i guess the producer of this christmas special yes. um talking to artie saying some really bad things about him being in a wheelchair yeah, he says you're a modern big, him... tiny tim and then says oh wait no oh i'm sorry tiny tim could walk tiny tim could walk and artie was and good like good for glee to like to have artie be like i'm going to ignore that for the sake of the christmas spirit yeah artie looks chagrined um, at least like you can't say yeah. that 
a half a point for growth yeah. there. Um, and of course the deal is, oh, and his demands are that Star Wars has to be part of it and it has to be in black and white because he's modeling this off of the Star Wars Christmas special yep. like that was aired once and never again yep. and the Judy Garland Christmas special. Um, Have you seen either of these things? Um, I have ha- I've heard recaps of the Star Wars Christmas special because mm-hmm. um, I listen to enough nerdy podcasts right. that it's like come up in my like circles. Um, not so much the Judy Garland Christmas special, but that does sound great. Yes. So basically, they're gonna parody two sort of like campy, like not very well done Christmas specials, which can only lead to. You're already like, let's take two things that were ridiculed for being bad and smash them together and see what comes out. Right. And but they have to do it for under eight hundred dollars. Which already says deal. Yes. Um. Oh my god, cut to... So my note here is, Rachel is, for some reason, sitting on stage with a full forest snow set to sing a Joni Mitchell Christmas song. And we're, we're, so we're eating this, watching this over dinner. And, like, I'm, we're watching, and Zach's in the, Zach's here because he has to be, because whenever we watch over dinner, I'm forcing him to do so. And it's just (laughs) quiet. And then I go... Why is this happening? And Zach's like, yeah, why is this happening? <laughs> and you know what? We never figured it out. I was livid <laughs> at this number. Yeah. I was just sitting there eating my muffin and my parfait at the break room table at my at my day job. And the second I heard the entry chords, I was like, no. And the second I saw who was singing, I went, no. And the second she sang it, I went, fuck you. You are not doing this to Joni. Leave her out of it. You leave Joni out of it. The only way this could have been ever even so slightly redeemable is if it was Santana singing it as a non-diegetic song just because she's, like, sad that, like, her abuela's not going to be part of Christmas this year. But no, it's... That's the only thing. It's Rachel Berry doing it for no good reason. Sort of an audition, I guess. Mostly it just oh my looks God. like an excuse to let Leah Michelle have another like, solo this episode. Like, truly, Joni Mitchell didn't fully understand what she said yes to? No, for sure not. And they were like, okay, well, give it to her. Oh, man. Jeez. Uh, Rachel Berry, God, I'm like, you are no Joni Mitchell. You are no Joni Mitchell. And it shows. <sighs> yeah, this part was just sucky. So mad. And I'm like, it made no sense. I hated this off of principle. And I guess it was an audition. Artie tells her that her song is too, uh, too, too sad. And then she makes another mention to her ears being naked because she hasn't gotten a present yet. So okay, bad to worse. Um, only redeeming thing about this scene. Uh, we're back on Artie Sweater Watch, who is enjoying Ooh. a nice Christmas sweater, which is red, featuring downhill skiers. Which, God bless the Artie sweater watch. It's the only redeeming qu- thing of this scene. This and Mike and Tina are sitting in there, like, joyfully swaying back and forth, wearing, like, Christmas hats. Tina wears an outdoor s- snow hat. The whole, Like, she wears a different one every the scene. The whole episode. Like, wild. I, so fucking funny. And I feel, and I'm, I have a note here that's like, okay, cool, thank you, Artie. We agree it's not right, but we have different reasons as to why it's yes, not right. Artie also hates it. For a much different reason than we do, but yeah, no one wanted this. 
Artie's all and like, we'll- Christmas can only be happy, even after Sam is like, isn't it partly about being sad and hopeful at the same time? Which, like, right. I guess Christmas is a complicated it's- holiday. It is. And Sam is like, this is enough to, like, make Sam storm out. Yeah, he's and like. And be like, are you coming or not, Rory? And Rory's like, I've got to learn my lines. That's a pretty good Rory. Thank you. Which is to say, pretty good generic Irish boy. Exactly. That's what I get hired to do sometimes. Um, Irish boy number one. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sam is like, I'm going to go ring the Salvation Army bell because I'm better than you. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> we don't stand. Um, Salvation no. Army, so. No. Even back then it was still problematic, but clearly. It hasn't gotten better with age. Yeah. And so cut to the hallway again where Rachel is just a fucking psycho about these gifts. Yeah, I know, and we have retreated to an extremely intense close-up of Rachel's earlobe to indicate that she's looking to get earrings. <laughs> like, it just gets so... Like, I've never seen a camera get closer in on a woman's earlobe than this. You'd think, oh, my God. You'd think someone had a... You'd think Matthew Morrison has a fetish. Thank you. Like, it's... Oh, my God. I'm just imagining him being, like, no closer. Right? No, well, like, closer. You know how... What part about zoom in on her earlobes do you I not understand, Mike? I baby. Um... Oh... <laughs> Well, like, you know how you can go back and watch old Nickelodeon shows directed by that one guy? Um, Dan Schneider? And be yeah. like, oh, he has a foot fetish. And you can really tell once you know it because suddenly right. it's like feet everywhere. I'm just saying. Right. Maybe Matthew Morrison showed his whole your lobe love and ass in this episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That one that threw me for a loop right there. It, I, um, I just that statement alone. I can't explain. Like viewers, and by viewers I mean listeners, go watch this episode <laughs> and find whatever this scene was. It's such, it's so close on it. Like it's you get so weird. We got the idea already. You don't have to keep zooming in on the earlobe. Yeah, we know she <laughs> wants earrings. She's mentioned it several times. Like and then, on top of that, like. Finn's like, okay, I got you a little gift. And she's like, oh, a gift now? You shouldn't yeah, have. Just, and it's a card. Mm-hmm. And she responds with, but where's my bling? Yeah, she says, where's my bling? Because what what Finn has gotten her is also truly an unhinged gift. Like, <laughs> Finn's, Finn's <laughs> that idea. That is really the only way to describe it. It was like, I got you this pig in Africa that they're going to fatten <laughs> up until they slaughter it and feed children. Which, like... Merry Christmas. Right, and then Rachel's like, I'm vegan. Which, sure, you are. And I yeah, can see how you valid. wouldn't want to have a, a pig set to be murdered to be your gift. So Finn, not a great look. Um, but Rachel's insufferable dial is turned up to 11. Because, yeah, she says, where's my bling? Which, first of all, awful. Stop, we don't yeah. do that anymore. We don't call it bling anymore. And I'm so... It just takes me back to, like... Say yes to the dress, circa 2011, when everyone was always talking about how much bling they were going to have in their wedding. Like, gross. That's all we talked about was bling. But then also, she is like, she says, like, I gave you that list so you wouldn't embarrass yourself. And you're like, damn, you're just a bitch today, Rachel. Straight up. Truly. But I will say the line, you got me a dead pig for Christmas. So fucking funny. Yes. We can give them that. And then we cut to immediately another fucking Christmas song with Rachel Berry. 
and he, this time with Blaine. Blaine, who's like, when they give him songs in this style, they auto-tune him so much, and I don't know why. Right, like, they need it, like, they don't need it. Hey, you want to hear something wild? Yes. This is an original fucking song. You're kidding me. This is me. an original song written for, for Glee Christmas, yeah. Which is why it's bad, um, because... No, well, that's the thing, is I didn't hate it. I was. I thought. It, I thought it was. I thought it was neat. You know what it is? It's truly like if someone was like, "What if we wrote Raise Your Glass or Last Friday Night, but we made it about Christmas instead?" Because that's like yeah. the vibe it has. It has that sort of like poppy, like we're just hanging in the park. Raise your glass. It's Christmas time. Right. But they're. I guess um, they were like, we have to write a happy song for Artie, so they have this made-up yeah. Christmas song. What is the title of this song? Extraordinary Merry Christmas. It's it is the okay title song. Yeah. Okay. So they they made the episode and they made up this song and then they don't like talk about where it came from or who wrote it. They don't. They weren't like Artie. We wrote this special Happy Christmas song just for you. I mean that's why I was so confused because I was like, I don't I don't know if I'm sure I've heard the song before, nope. but I couldn't tell you who sang it. I guess I was just fully wrong. Um, but Artie loves it. It's so beautiful and happy because it's a pop song that's Christmas. And he sees gold and the Cheerios dancing behind yeah, you. Yeah, I don't love it because, like I said, it has no heart, and I think that it's just not a very well. Like I'm not gonna put it on any sure. playlist. Um, but that's valid. It's fine. We then get Sue walking and being like, "Hey, we're on for Friday night, right?" And Artie's like, "Nope, can't. We gotta go be on TV." And Sue is like, "You're gonna disappoint all these homeless kids." And they're like, "Yeah, I um, guess so." And they're like, yeah, well, you disappointed us last year with you being you and everything. Right. And uh, Rachel even says, but we'll, they can tune in and, they, and we can cheer them up with our song and dance. And the funniest fucking moment of this episode for me was when Sue Sylvester goes, the homeless don't have TVs. And Rachel's face just drops. Falls 100%. <laughs> that was so funny to me so obviously this is supposed to be about the glee club losing their morality like choosing fame over helping the homeless or whatever but it's also like right. begs the question did sue tell them that their homeless volunteering was friday because it kind of sounds like this is the first time she's mentioning the date because Artie's like oh can we reschedule right. we actually can't do that day because we were approached to do this other project and she was like no only friday so either it's just poor communication on sue's part or poor like someone seems like they just didn't really lock down the dates right i thought that was going to be a moment where everyone was going to be like Artie, you didn't tell us that we were supposed to be doing this on the same right. day what are we going to choose and that was going to like spawn a whole new plot line yeah. but apparently like at, between point a and point d they found it they were told yeah i guess whatever whatever um yeah, and so Quinn is, like, the only one showing remorse in this. Yes. And I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And then my next line is, oh, snap, they went through with it. Yeah. The Christmas special. Yep. No way this set is under $800. No way. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, um, Unless that's literally all they spent. Well, No, because there was they spent costumes, all... too. And the intro was, like, super cute. Mm -hmm. I love that it was brought to you by Breadsticks. Yes. Now with even more Breadsticks. Very funny. That is good. And of course it would be brought to you by Breadsticks. Of course. Um, it reminds me of like that time I went to visit a college. Like when I was like a, a junior or a senior. 
I was doing college visits. And I went to this one on, like, the other side of New York. Like, you go to Buffalo, and then you make a left, and you continue driving for an hour. Jesus, which one was and this? Fredonia. Oh, SUNY yeah, Fredonia. Fredonia's, fucking Fredonia is really far. And truly, there's one restaurant in town, and it's an Applebee's. Yeah, as it should be. Like, if you're going to have one restaurant, it should be an Applebee's. Like, this is what that reminded me of, because, like, it, it, it was giving me, like, that, like, the only restaurant in town is Breadsticks. Yep. Because you can't go more than 30 feet in the snow or whatever. Right. Um, the open number is Kurt and Blaine singing like a jazzy version of Let It Snow, which I thought was fun. It was yeah, it not was nice. as good as their Baby It's Cold Outside from last season. I prefer that. See, the, I prefer this. I think I just don't love the jazziness of it. I, that's not my uh, You're not a jazz girl? style of Christmas carol. All right. Also, I just want to shout out Karina for, like, being fully lounged. Like, are you on your bed? <laughs> yeah. No desk. Bed no desk. No desk. <laughs> and she, like, she's just, like, leaning back, super cash. It's great. I are can't... you comfortable? I mean, no, but this is closer to being comfortable. <laughs> oh, I man. know. I no longer know what comfortable is. Yes. And they do a little dancey dance in the middle of uh, Let It yeah. Snow, which is fun. It's fun. I will say that's where I was like, this is odd choreography, though. I don't know about this. Um, yeah. They're, they're, Chris Colfer looked like he was having the time of his life shooting this portion. Like he got he seemed like he was he was willing to buy into the ridiculousness of it. And good. Right. For him. Again, the, to me, this oil, this oil to me, this Hanukkah. episode boils. Exactly. <laughs> to me, this episode's oil lasted lasted eight, eight nights. nights. This episode burned for eight nights, and really isn't that the real meaning of Christmas? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't even remember what I was going to... Oh, this boils down yes. to me. This all boils down to the idea of... Looks like they all had fun. They had fun, um, yeah. Also, this is where I was like, is Ohio not mad that they have two gays hosting a local Christmas special? And then they don't say gay on it. They were yeah. like, which is like, obviously this is my like roommate referencing the time period of the um, Judy Garland special that they're parodying. Right. Like they wouldn't have said it there. Yeah. It's a special holiday roommate. Okay. That's right. That was kind of funny. That was. I will say like this whole sort of sequence, the whole christmas special of it all i really enjoyed it i thought it was really fun kurt has the most hilarious transatlantic transatlantic yes. accent yes they say like how is everyone going to get over the mountains and through the woods like that's cute they very much committed to this whole bit um right rachel and mercedes show up and there's there's a like oh don't make me sing moment yes i couldn't possibly sing a song i also love that like this totally feels like Artie wrote it in a good way. Like, mm -hmm. how he says, um, the line, uh, Kurt says, oh, the internet is down because of the weather. Christmas is canceled. Yes. And Blaine, as a gift, gets, uh, candy striped capri pants. Oddly enough, I don't own a pair of these yet. Yeah. Very funny. Um, they then go into my favorite things, the which... song from... Sound of, Sound of Music, which has been co-opted as a Christmas song. It's like fully summer in Sound of Music when they're singing that song. Truly. Like, yes, there's mention of snow and there's mention of sleigh bells and technically parcels. That's it, though. Like, they talk about packages wrapped up in whispering. 
but it's not yeah. it's not a christmas song it does not deserve it's to not. be played during christmas time right it's i agree like during a thunderstorm it's during like a summer thunderstorm they were just and frolicking outside in curtain dresses it's not the holiday season and ready for like ready for another nerdy annoying musical theater fact about this song percent yes this song in its original context isn't even there this is at the beginning of the show where like mother abbas is talking to maria and being like what's your deal like everyone here thinks you're a joke and she's Mm -hmm. like oh well when i'm sad i think about schnitzel with noodles and shit and mother abbas is like hey that's fun i'll join in with you and like that's it like I, it doesn't have a whole lot yes. of stakes to it. It's just them no, being like, it's just oh. A list. The- it's like a BuzzFeed list of songs. <laughs> and truly, that is what Rodgers and Hammerstein were going for. Yeah. Would you like to hear a personal fun fact about this song? I would song? love to. Which is um, when I was. I saw this movie obviously fairly young, and they talk about schnitzel with noodles, and I mm-hmm. did not know what schnitzel was. And because I, my l- small child brain was like, well, my favorite thing to have with noodles is butter. So schnitzel must be German for butter. <laughs> they must be singing about buttered noodles, right? Because that's everyone's <laughs> top tier food. <laughs> Look, you go around and you ask the average person, what's your favorite thing and with noodles? And they're going to be like, you know what? A good old fashioned buttered noodle. You can't, can't fucking beat it. Please tell me you've seen John Mulaney in the Sack Lunch Bunch. I have not, no. Oh my god, Karina, there is a whole number where a kid sings about how all he wants to eat is a plain plate of noodles with a little bit of butter. It's a top-tier meal, and you can make it, it, it fancy and it as is hell. Truly, and it's, great. it's a banger of a song. I wish John like, Mulaney wasn't making me mad right now, or else I would watch it. Yeah, poor guy. Um, <sighs> so yes, they sing about their favorite things. And it was at butter noodles. Butter noodles. And then it was at yeah. this point where you're like, surely they're about done with this part of the joke, right? We're going to go back to an actual Glee episode. And then they nope. don't. <laughs> also, this song, the way the rendition of this song is like a year and a half long. Yes, it's so long. They, they get in a fun little like nihilistic climate change. This is the end of days moment. Yeah, where- it was very odd. And like I said, it was at this point that Zach went. This can't be the whole episode that they're doing it. And I'm like, they're still doing it, though. Cause... They're still doing it. I thought this was going to be the whole second half of the episode. I totally forgot about, like, the charity thing. And enter Puck and Finn as, like, the... Non-copyright. The, uh, exactly. The non-copyright Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Yes. And something I thought that was actually really brilliant here was Corey Monteith acting Finn as a bad actor. Yes. That, that was, was actually fun. really great, I thought. Also, he, like, pops out one of those toy lightsabers, and it's, like, got a slight curve to it, which made me laugh, too, because it's clearly, yeah. like... Like, that looks like what you should be having for props f- by a high school glee club that had $800 yes. to put together this whole thing. Yes. Oh, my God. Love that. Um, They go into the Bruce Springsteen yep. version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yes, so, um, like, a cover of a cover, basically. Truly. Um, he, I, for some reason, and, like, oddly enough, this isn't even anything against Puck. I really only needed this to be Finn. Yeah. I was, like, I had the same thought. I'm like, this should be better. Like, yeah. we know they can do, both of them can do this kind of style. And we've heard better, ver- like, 
maybe it's just they were couldn't fully commit. I feel like they could have been they could have done a better job. But and and like that's the thing though is like I think we've even talked about it on the show before. It's like Corey Monteith had always shined most when he was on the drums and performing. Yeah. And I don't think this was any different, but like the puck of it all kind of sort of split that in half. Yeah, we didn't need me. it. We didn't need puck. We didn't but... need it. Um, but, and uh, there now... were so many songs in this episode, and there's so many fucking Christmas songs. Like, you could have spread the wealth and not given Rachel Berry six songs. Uh, and now also we know that canonically Blaine can uh, play the harmonica. So yeah, that's I had fun. that note. Like, when the fuck did he have time to learn that? It's not that hard to learn the harmonica. You just okay. have to have a space where other people are around because no one wants to listen to you learn the harmonica. That's fair. No one sounds good. Like, it's up there with the recorder of instruments. You just need to go into a soundproof room and bang out until you are good enough at it that you won't annoy people. Didn't you learn harmonica for a bit? I own a harmonica. Learn is a... Copy. Learn <laughs> is a strong <laughs> word. And then we get, like, an immediate cut to... The thing that sent me over the edge laughing was Brittany leading the Cheerios and Tina in the song that I can only describe as Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, also, Mike is, shows up as, like, sexy Santa to, like, lead them into this right. ribbon dance. Um, the song is actually called Christmas Rapping, like W-R. Oh, right. Uh, it's by yes. the waitresses. But the thing is, okay. they do such an abridged version of it that it like the, they, they basically lose the entire meaning of the song because they skip all the other choruses where she says, I think I'll skip this one this year. Right. And they go right to the last chorus, which is, I couldn't skip this one this year. This song has a whole arc. It's actually one of, like, it does, I quite like apparently. this song. And they didn't do any of that. It was just an excuse for Heather Morris to sing one verse and one chorus and then do some ribbon dancing and that was the end. Right. So it was fine, but totally unnecessary. This was another one of those songs that played every 30 minutes yeah. like during the holiday playlist. And I didn't understand a, a single word of this. To me, this song goes, ha, 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 ha. Merry You're Christmas. Like Merry Christmas. Like, just the way that the waitresses do it. Like, yeah. I've never heard the lyrics <laughs> until today. <laughs> and that was only, again, like 30, 45 seconds. Worth. And they didn't even do the right. Like like I said, they do, they stripped this song of any of its story. It was right. just like, this will be a fun little number to ribbon dance to. Which, yeah, I like a ribbon dance. And the whole time I was howling with laughter. That was yeah, so fucking like, funny to me. At some point, Mike Chang is in the background doing like the like, what's that dance called when you you're like cross? You've got your hands on your knees and you're crossing them and like back and forth. Oh, it's like a Charlestony kind of thing. Yeah, he's it's doing that. It's not the that. Charleston, but it's like, yeah, they. It's that way part to not the use Mike Chang. Part in the cha cha slide when they go hands on your knees, hands on, hands on, knees, on your knees. Hands That's on your what knees. he was doing. <laughs> you know, that one part of the cha cha slide. Yeah. So Mike Chain's doing that on the fireplace in the background, and that's basically all he does this episode. And you know what? Good for him. If Glee was braver, they would have covered the cha-cha slide. Thank you for literally taking the words out of my <laughs> mouth, because now all I can imagine is Harry Shum Jr. just doing the cha-cha slide, but alone on that Christmas set. <laughs> Harry, like And Mike in black Chain. and white. Yeah, and it's just him... Do we, like he's fully singing the cha-cha slide while also doing oh, the no, cha-cha I don't slide. Even, I, I'm not even imagining him singing it. I'm just imagining him like mugging for the gods like he was doing. I want them to fully cover it though. I want them to do a new vocal cover of the cha-cha slide. I mean, 
Glee episode Let's... where all the songs they do are those songs that have the instructions in them. <laughs> Glee, a Glee episode where every song is just a different section of the cha-cha slide. Yes. Where one of the, one of the songs is just, everybody clap your hands. And then it's just 15 minutes of the Glee cast clapping their hands. Clapping. <laughs> praying for it to stop. Um, <laughs> That's a whole act. I mean, honestly, it might have been more enjoyable than some of the parts of this episode we watched. Sure. Uh, Rory um, comes out after this confusing ribbon dance number, and he's Itchy the Christmas Elf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yup. That's sure it. he is. So Itchy the Christmas Elf is Rory. And he's like, and he, everyone's like, you're going to recite Frosty the Snowman. Right, because Artie had earlier been like, we're going to end the show by telling the happiest Christmas story there is, Frosty. And Sam is like, he melts at the end and dies. And Artie's like, no, I'm going to rewrite Frosty, so we'll that, be happy. We did skip over that. That was actually a great moment. I love that moment. Where he was like, well, you know, story, to be determined. Um, but instead, it's it's time for the Lord. You know what this episode was missing? The Lord. Like, the just fully out of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Yeah, it is directly ripped off of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Which, I appreciate that, because I fucking love Charlie Brown. Um, just like in the Cha-Cha Slide. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now I'm imagining Brown. the Peanuts doing... <laughs> if you ask me right now what move is... The... Wait, is the Charlie Brown move the one where you put your hands on your knees? No, no. What are you I supposed don't... to do when he says Charlie Brown? Okay, if I remember. <laughs> okay, so I think. Oh, good. There's, a... folks. It's there's a visual the component. Like, like you're going like back and forth like this. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way that's what the Charlie Brown move is. This is great for our audio medium. Yeah, for all you, Ian just got up, stood at the back of his room, and sort of shifted his weight back and forth. Yeah, that's the only way, like, that was, if I remember correctly, that was the Charlie Brown. I'll probably look it up later after we finish recording this. I can't wait to further ruin my YouTube algorithm by Googling people doing cha-cha slide. But now now I'm also imagining a whole Peanuts episode where it's just 20 minutes of them doing the cha-cha slide. Surely someone has edited the Peanuts characters into doing the cha-cha slide. I fully believe that. I'll have to look that up, too. Um, anyway, so yeah, Rory starts telling us the story of Jesus, and everyone's like, okay. And if you're me, you're this like, is, yeah. you can't do that on, t- <laughs> <laughs> on public just, access you television. You can't just bring the Jesus into it. Yeah. But he does. But he does. And so then we cut to the shelter. Yep, time for homelessness. Where Sam and Quinn um, are volunteering. And we get this little bit of like, of just like, hey, glad you can make it. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, She's right, like, like, yeah, I was bad for a minute, but I'm back. I'm good now. Quinn fully has like, yeah, I was crazy back then kind of moment. <laughs> Remember that? That was wild. That was so weird. Anyway, I'm that fine was... now. <laughs> I'm so random. I had nine episodes um, of being batshit insane, but I'm good now. Don't don't sweat it. Look at my nice. But I'm back. Outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, there's a bit of a moment where they're like, "I uh, don't know if we're gonna have food for people." And Sue says, "Uh, probably truism of like, yeah, when the economy gets bad, people give less." Yeah. Um, and then 
something that I thought was actually really sweet in like a Christmas special way that probably would have hit more if I wasn't a yeah in the running up that hill stranger things hangover and mm-hmm. b if I was actually like in the middle of the Christmas season mm-hmm. um the whole glee club including Will and Emma show up yeah someone had to drive um, I assume someone had someone had to drive um and so uh, the whole glee club is there to help out they brought more food this was the answer the whole time. Was like, can we join you after the special is done? Yeah, let's just do both, and they do do both. Um, yeah. However, they go ahead and uh, ruin it by singing perhaps the most in poor taste Christmas carol they could have chosen to sing to the homeless. Yeah. They sing. Do they know it's Christmas? Uh, the song written and performed by a bunch of privileged people about how sucks it must be to be from africa (laughs) which features some lines as the only water flowing is the bitter spring of tears or um tonight thank god it's them instead of you there won't be snow in africa this christmas the greatest gift that they get is life so all in all just a lot of things to say in front of unhoused people with big smiles on your face this is another song that I, until just now, I could not tell you any of the words to. This yeah. is one of those songs where, to me, it just goes, Yeah, also, like, the end refrain of that is Feed the World, which is probably why they were like, this is perfect. They just they just brought food to the homeless people. <laughs> they just people. brought a turkey. They're doing the feeding. And then I'm like, yeah, but every other Let's line. Let's all pat ourselves on the back, Lee. Oh, my God. And, like... So I had to rewind at one point, and it's probably, like, at the beginning, midway through the song, because Zach was like, whoa, and I was like, what? And he was like, Brittany is not having a good time. And there is one point where she just, like, stops, like, trying. She stops acting. She just looks bored and done with it, and just, like, I guess they couldn't get another take, because she's just clearly, oh like, done. You have so to send me that. Go on a Brittany watch during this one i'll see if i can get a screenshot of it she's just like no i'm done i did not clock any of that because again i don't know any of the words to these songs i was probably just writing notes where i was like okay like they're doing sweet things so the sweet things translate into sweet feelings because like jane lynch is actually being like nice jane lynch yeah and and mike chang is dancing with a kid and Tina has a line, and Santana is, like, riffing along. Yeah, And, Here's like, it sounds pretty. If you had taken out, if you had kept all of the shots the same and literally just picked, I don't know, almost any other Christmas song for them to perform, it would have worked. It would have been, like, look at them singing and uplifting, and they brought the food, and everyone's happy. They just made a tactical error in what song they chose to have these and people sing. I don't sing. know why the... I don't know why the only other song I can think of is Baby Please Come Home, which is mm. also a terrible choice just because of Please Come Home. They yeah. don't have homes um, or houses. Um, but, like, yes, you're right. There could have been – there There's are so, so many, many other – Christmas songs. Yeah. They should have just sang Christmas Time for the Jews for 20 minutes, and that would have been fine. And it would have been fine. Um, <laughs> and then – Somehow, improbably, this episode keeps going. That was the other thing. Is like this song, this episode never fucking ended. It was like this should be closing number, right? We should be done. You would think this had the big closing number energy, but no. 
We have to talk about Finn and Rachel some more. Yeah, so um, she named the pig Barbara after yep. Streisand, of course. Um, Fine. But Finn caved into capitalism and got her more shit. First um, thing he gets her is one of those name of stars which was like very trendy. Very but trendy. He doesn't name it after Rachel Berry. He names Because there's already a star named Rachel Berry. So he names it Finn Hudson so she'll have company. Something always watching over you, which, okay. Is this sweet or dumb? I think it's dumb. I think it's like... It's one of those like horseshoe effects kind of thing where it's like so sweet and so dumb at the same time that it's like kind of close they, together. They did the two horseshoes collide and I mean the cost for naming a star seems to hover around about 20 bucks so like makes okay. sense that this would be something. Um but then like Rachel fully gets to learn her lesson and get her present because she's like Maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. And Finn's like, sick, but I also bought you these earrings. And she's like, great. Yay. It means a little bit more. Yes. Um, so she learns her lessons, but also gets the presents. But then she returns the presents so they can be feeling good and about And the present themselves. that she got him. Which was an iPod. Which was an iPod. 2011 cost money, like, for sure. Yes. I don't know oh. how much money. I don't have a time machine. But I mean, it was it must have been like the three hundred fifty dollar range or something. At least a hundred or something. Like if it was depending on what, like if it was an iPod shuffle, like the model. Maybe yeah. it was only like ninety nine. Yeah. But but they return all we, their presents, and we go and then meet. We cut to Sam and Rory. Another favorite line of this was yeah. Uh, the ringing bells, it reminds me of home. Oh, because of church bells? No, because my brother gets lost easily, so dad, dad had to put a, a bell, bell around his yeah. neck like a fucking cow. That was hilarious to me. Yes, his brother Seamus gets lost too easily, so he needs to have bells on. And of course his name is Seamus. Of course. And I'm just imagining Rory just walking around a pasture just going moo <laughs> looking for his brother that's the only way they can communicate um this is bananas yes and they're ringing their salvation army bells and talking about valentine's day rory's like you can help me get girls and sam is like yeah you can help me sound more like sean connery so right even exchange yeah that Honestly, I was here that for it. That makes perfect sense. I thought sense. that was fun and cute. So again, a very a very nice genuine moment between these two dudes. And then we had to ruin um, it by bringing Finn and Rachel back again. Yeah. To be like, we're um, so good at being good people. We're donating all of our present money to the Salvation Army, a terrible which, organization. Yikes. And they then they don't even end it with like a final number. They just end with ringing bells obnoxiously. And, and I guess It's a Wonderful Life lets out at the same fucking time because then everybody is just crowding them. And that's where we get it, our... like helicopter zooms out and we get the one Happy Hanukkah. Well, that was the end of this episode. <sighs> happy Hanukkah. Um, happy, yeah. And happy now, Hanukkah in July. I guess July. we get to talk about the music. There was so much music in the episode. The one, two, three, four, five, six, nine songs, I think. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, that feels right. Nine songs. So 
Uh, you're curating your perfect Christmas playlist on your iPod, which obviously you have Ian for all your Judaism. Um, <laughs> what? You know, you're you know for your nice Jewish holidays, you're curating yes. your Christmas song playlist on of iTunes. Course. You have to buy one of these songs. Your choices are: All I Want for Christmas Is You, Blue Christmas, River. Remember, it's it's not Joni Mitchell's River. It's Leah Michelle's Extraordinary Merry Christmas, Let It Snow, My Favorite Thing, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Christmas Wrapping, and Do They Know It's Christmas. Okay, so I'm torn. Okay. Because part of me wants to go with um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Mm-hmm. Because I think they do a good job with yeah. it. Yeah. And it's a classic. It's not the Bruce version, though. Yeah. And then the other part of me wants to go with Christmas rapping because I just think that song is so fucking bonkers. It is. That I think I'm going to go with that just as like, just as the wild card. All right. I mean, you don't get a what lot of Heather you? Morris songs. Um, I know. You know, I might go with my favorite things just because okay. it's June and I can't really think about buying Christmas songs right now. And like I said, none of the Christmas Christmas songs struck me as better than the original. And so at and least again, you just really love butter and noodles. I do love butter noodles. Um, <laughs> this had like um, this one had some good balance too because it was Mercedes, Rachel, Kurt, and Blaine, which is like a a quattro we don't hear a lot yes. of. Anyway, that was Christmas. Mer- that was Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Thank you. Merry Chrysler. I fucking love that one. Um. Um. But uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. We, next time we talk about Glee, it will be in 2012 times. Yes. Um, a full decade ago. Yeah. Oof. Right. But yeah, if you want to get in touch with the show, we're at Glee Aggressive on Twitter and Instagram, gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Uh, what should they write in about this week, Karina? Uh, I guess, you know, there was a big truck that just drove by. Uh, write in and tell us some of your favorite pasta recipes. What do you like with noodles? I knew it was going to be about noodles. I knew it was going to be about noodles, and I'm I'm not disappointed. <laughs> right. Tell us some noodle facts. And or... Noodle facts. N- noodle time. Your favorite noodle, your pictures favorite of topping. Noodles. Whatever. Please send... Oh, my God. Please send us pictures of noodles, and we will post all of them to the Instagram account. <laughs> Just uh, noodle content um, this week only. Send nudes. Oh no! No, no well, bad. you know what you know what I mean. Oh, I swear to God, if you, you got to be nudes, careful, Ian. You can't just you can't just start yelling that. I can't. <laughs> Who knows? What You're you'll right. Get. That's on me. Ian, where I can people today. find you on the internet? You can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram at uh, ianjbrodsky.com. Um, I for, I don't know what the timing of this is, but if you uh, want to see me perform with my band at Rockwood Music Hall, Stage Three, July seventh at seven p.m. Uh, Go get some tickets. It's going to be fun. Where about you, Karina? Where can people find you? You can find me at the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, and that is Epic Adventure of. That's the show, I guess. Yeah. You have. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can join us next week where we're going to discuss season three, episode 10, uh, which is entitled mm. Yes Slash No. Sure. Yeah. That one doesn't really give much away at all, does it? Who can say? Ian. I do have to ask that time. Did this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. That's, I would say, generous considering Crimbus. I'd, here's the thing. I actually, I think I might have liked this Christmas episode the best out of the three. I don't even know if we've had 
three. This might only be our second Christmas episode. I don't know if they did one season one. Oh, that's right. This is only our second helping of Glee Christmas. Well, I was cool with this one. <laughs> and that's good enough for us. Mm-hmm.